Hello and welcome back to my podcast where I discuss random things of whatever time of season it is and so on. So I know that this episode is a day late and quite a few hours late as well. But um it's okay because it's still being uploaded and we're sticking to the theme that I wanted for October. So I wanted to discuss some things about death and the afterlife and all things like that. Things that are inevitable uh, that we have to live with, (laughs) even though we try to avoid it, and pretend like it's never going to happen to us, even though we literally almost die every single day at least like a hundred times. I actually don't know, don't quote me on that, but it's a thing. So I wanted to discuss some topics I thought were pretty interesting, um, just because of the time period it happened in, and it gives you some perspective on how we don't, we can't really, um, we didn't develop our processing too well with, uh, death. So autopsies didn't officially start until 1761 and that happened by um Frederick II of a town that I cannot pronounce but it's in Europe I think it is from the Netherlands um Giovanni Battista Morgan something, another last name that I can't pronounce, um, and Carl von Rikentansky, uh, and Rudolf Ludwig Karl Virchow, so, quite a few people, and these are all in different time spans, um, but I will say just because that was an, that's an autopsy started in 1761, officially, Um, It's a medical procedure involving a careful examination of a corpse, often to determine the cause of death. And um, uh, cremation started in 2000 BC, or 20,000, sorry, so 20,000 years before Christ. That's what BC stands for, if you've never known that. Um, Mummies started in 5050 BC. And the death certificate didn't start until seventy or seventeen seventy. Notice how I said seventeen seventy, which is after autopsies started. So it seems a little backwards, don't you think? Because a person's already declared dead, and but then you want to find the cause of death. So um, this is the whole reason why I wanted to make this episode was because when I found out that death certificates didn't start until seventeen seventy. You realize they've only been around for about, what, 300 years? So 17, 18, 19, 2000s? Yes, we've only had death certificates for about 300 years. That's not a lot considering how old we all are with, like, civilization um, evolving. (laughs) So, um, obviously, death certificate is a public health record. It's not really health, but... You know, uh, in the United States, it is um, usually starts with a medical practitioner and it certifies that the person has died. Um, It's sent to the responsible local government office, like where you live, which transmits the information to a register of vital statistics. 
which we all do need, and that's where you get your birth certificate and things like that. So death certificates were in, what time again? 1770? And the guillotine, which is one of my favorite things that happened in the, the past. I don't know why. I think it's very interesting because these people knew that they were going to die. They're like anticipating their own death by being beheaded. Um, so the guillotine, that uh, was created originally in 1723. Or no. When was that originally created? I don't remember. Oh, 1933 and 1945 in Austria, 16,000 people. That's a lot of people in a really short amount of time. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of days. And yeah, just things are crazy. But, wow. Yeah, they developed the prototype for a guillotine in France. That's why guillotine, it's a French word. Um, but they were used and created in 1792 and then we learned about extinction which is not something that we really have to worry about for ourselves right now but we do have to worry about it for ourselves and this fact that animals are part of are a part of the food chain and they have been around a whole lot longer than humans have like creatures <laughs> uh how do you expect us to live i don't know then it goes on and talks about vampires and Frankenstein and sin eaters, which, you know, that's whatever. But also, get this, cemeteries weren't, in fact, established until 1831. That is very interesting, and because I'm talking about cemeteries, let me go back to what I read not too long ago. Oh yeah, but coffins were a thing in 4000 BC. Which goes back to, um, like, Egyptians and mummies, right? Because they had their sarcophagus, or sarcophagi, now that I think about that, yeah. Um, where was it? I just, okay, so there were these things in Europe called ossuaries, and basically it's like a building where they keep just a bunch of, uh, human bones, not human remains, that's different, <laughs> um, maybe not, but they would bury bodies out in the earth and allow the decaying process to go through, and then they would dig the bones back up and bring them back to these buildings, and this was in 1000 BC. So, there's some ossuaries that are famous, there's, um, the Dumont ossuary in France, it contains remains of more than 130,000 French and German soldiers who died in World War One. I. I think that would be really cool to see. Um, there is the Sedlik ossuary in the Czech Republic, which features um, skeletons of around 50,000 people, and they've been arranged to form decorations, including a huge chandelier of bones that is said to contain at least one of every bone in the human body. I think that would be really cool to see, just because I'm weird like that. And yes, I know that might not be normal, but people have been going to these all the time, so it's not just me. Um, 
Okay, what else should I mention that I want to discuss? Oh, yeah, so a seance that um, wasn't a thing. It did occur. <sighs> Excuse me. Until 1848, which wasn't that long ago, but see, we've been obsessed with, oh, and embalming, apparently. Yeah, it says Alexander III of Macedon, I think that's how you pronounce that. It says 356 to 323 BC, which we know the whole mummy processing that dealt with embalming, but uh, they say embalming wasn't a thing until 1867. And then we also have euthanasia, which, I mean, that's been a thing. Walking corpse syndrome. <laughs> uh, oh, well, you know what? That's, that's interesting. I'm going to have to read that on my own later on when I have more time. Um, right, okay. <laughs> so... There's also this weird thing called a death mask, but maybe we'll talk about that another time. Um, this also talks about the electric chair, uh, the Egyptian Book of Dead, the Tibetan Book of Death, um, ghost dances, grave digger, the raven, the garden of death. The Wounded Angel, Searches for the Soul, which we've been doing for years, Last Words of the Dying, like people, like famous people's last words, that's a really popular thing. Um, genocide, that was a thing that reoccurred, reoccurred, hopefully it never does, that occurred in 1944, which we know what that's discussing. Um, although genocide probably has been practiced since the dawn of humanity, the word was not coined until 1944 when Polish-Jewish lawyer Raphael Lemkin created it in the Greek genos, race, or tribe, and the Latin side, killing, to describe the systematic destruction of a group of people because of their religion, ethnicity, and other characteristics, more particularly in the 1948 United Nations Convention of the Preventions of Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. Defining genocide as any of the following acts committed with the intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnic, ethnical, racial, or religious group as such. Killing members of the group, causing serious bodily or mental harm to the members of the group. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. Imposing measures intended to prevent births or within the group forcibly transferring children of the group to another group. Which we know this is talking about events that happened in Europe. Um, but they also do happen all over the world all the time. Literally all the time. <laughs> These, There's so many people that we can't control what actually goes on. We try, but we can't. And that's exactly why we are the way we are. Kamikaze pilots in 1944 as well. The Grass Harp, um, Cardiopulmonary Resuscitation, The Electronic Voice Phenomena, which is, I don't know what that is actually. I think it's supposed to be, um, yep, it says EVP, 
well, I guess. <laughs> now I know what it stands for, but it refers to the mysterious sounds that resemble speech and amplified recordings with background noise. Of course, skeptics suggest that these voices overheard could be the result of I can't pronounce that word, in which random stimuli are perceived to have some undue significance, such as seeing the face of the Virgin Mary in clouds. So basically, because you're looking for it, you're going to find it, which that happens too. And that's why people are skeptical of the law of attraction as well, because you're looking for something, you're going to find it, which, um, yes, that's true, um, in a way, but also... If you know, you know. Um, transhumanism, 1957. Basically like robotics. Um, people that uh, lose an arm. They can get a robotic arm and then it's a part of their body. But people still um, experience phantom pain. And apparently it is very unpleasant. Um, cryonics. Freezing our bodies and body parts and all that other good stuff. Afterlife in simulation, we can probably talk about that in a topic, in 1967 that started. Hospice, I don't agree with hospice, <laughs> um, but that was in 1967 as well. Brain death in 1968. Zombies, 1968 as well. On death and dying, 1969. Near-death experiences, 1975. So, the Bengali poet, can't read that name at all because I just can't pronounce it, um, but he or she, I'm pretty sure it's a he, oh, also Plato did this too, um, and Raymond Moody, and another name that I cannot pronounce because I think they're from Germany. Anyhow, death is not extinguishing the light. It is putting out the lamp because the dawn has come. Scientists and mystics have long pondered the physical and mental transitions that occur at the threshold of death. In 1975, uh, physician Raymond Moody published his best-selling book, Life After Death, which provided cases, case studies. It says cases studies, though. Provided case studies of people who were without vital signs and some of who were pronounced dead by their physicians and later received some of the people had NDEs, or near-death experiences, a term Moody coined, in which they felt they were leaving their bodies and floating up to the ceiling during an NDE. Others saw light at the end of the tunnel and felt serenity and subsequent loss of fear of death. Although a smaller percentage experienced heightened distress, some reported seeing the doctors performing medical resuscitation efforts. That's a little scary. And then DNR, do not resuscitate... Death Squads, 1980. I don't even want to know what that is. <laughs> this seems to have not happened in America. During a violent civil war that started around 1980, the small Central American country of El Salvador became a symbol of political terror, human rights abuse, death squads, which are known in Spanish by the name... Squadrons of Death, yes, but... Oh, Esquadron... Esqu I can say it, just don't... We're not doing this here. I get nervous when I have to speak Spanish. I'm very good at it, though. Okay, anyway, so in March 1980, Salvadorian Archbishop Oscar Romero was assassinated while saying mass in, in a hospital chapel. The death squad responsible was found to have included soldiers in the Salvadorian military security forces. Romero was a champion of the 
poor who called for Salvadorian death squads to stop carrying out government repression. According to a Latin America expert Cynthia J. Arnson in November of the same year, the entire leadership of the leftist political opposition was kidnapped from a press conference and murdered, their mutilated bodies strewn about the outskirts of the capital. See, sometimes I think South American countries are just really violent with uh, their beliefs. Quantum Immortality, 1987. I will read that later. Thanatorism, like Thantos. Programmed cell death in 2002. And Death of Universe, which is going to be in like 100 trillion years. That's what it says. Um, or less than, less than 100 trillion. Is that what that means? And Quantum Resurrection is the very last thing, which we can discuss those on different days. So, I just thought it was fascinating how the birth certificate came after a bunch of things, or, yeah, the birth, the death, I hope I said death certificate, I'm not sure what I just said, but the death certificate did not come out until, like, a hundred, hundreds of years later, um, after we knew what death was and um, everything else. It's just kind of crazy, in my opinion, that people didn't take the time to officialize someone's passing, but they wanted to make a big ordeal out of it, you know? It's a little odd, in my opinion, but hey, people do what they do, and um, that is that, I guess. Um, But, yes. So... I'm going to finish this episode right here, and I will talk to you guys next week about another scary topic. I just don't know what it is, but I know that I have it planned, and it's in my podcast and other side socials and things like that planner that I have. Alright, I'm going to stop embarrassing myself. It was really good talking with you guys about death this week, and... Hopefully, I have a true crime episode for next week planned. So, don't forget to screenshot this and post this on your social media. I will screenshot it or share it or somehow post it onto mine as well that you listened. And I can't wait to talk to you guys on Twitter and Instagram and everything else that you guys want to share with me on. Alright, so I'll see you next week. Love you guys so much. Thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week.